Welcome to the Shutdown Full Cast. What you don't expect is both people who you do the podcast with to be on vacation. Because we don't let each other know. I just looked up and all of a sudden Jason, co-host on this fine college football podcast, he's in Arizona looking at some big hole in the ground or whatnot. And and Ryan, I don't even know where Ryan is. I'm going to be honest. No clue. He could be anywhere. He is at my house on Friday. Didn't even know he was coming. Stroll through. Apparently, if you have a baby, you can just, like, walk in any door. Two things you need to get into any door. A warrant and a baby. It's like a battering ram of cuteness. Just strolling through the door. So tonight, it's uh, just me. Oh! And Holly Anderson. Say hi, Holly. Thanks. I didn't introduce you like you are nothing. I saved you. I, I held you back. Mm. Come on, like the like like the like the third like the third act nitrous. Just let you go. You're like Chekhov's guest host. Even as you speak, I am preparing appropriate retribution. Mm. When is that not? Just pin that tweet to your personal dialogue at all times. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Hey, how are you? Uh, I'm pretty good. I am. Uh, I'm marveling at yet another off season floating by, which we're doing very very well at this week was good because the only real story was that uh, a guy who kind of looked like jim McElwain got a press release announced from florida like a guy who kind of looked like jim McElwain humping a shark now this wouldn't be a big deal if the guy weren't naked and if he didn't really look like jim McElwain. although i have some quibbles we have a piece going up tomorrow on edsbs about this um, about why that's definitely not jim McElwain. in short he's too robustly like porky like that man is just sunburnt and obviously enjoys himself like enough pork tenderloin to sort of get that you know he has that kind of tight fat right is it the jimmy john's guy did we figure out if it was the jimmy john's guy he has denied it he has Mm, this is the best part we've actually gotten public responses from two people in the public eye right the ceo of jimmy john's noted by the way for pausing with for posing with, you know, large dead animals that he has killed. And, mm-hmm. and Jim McElwain, known for punting. Uh, and I just got one of those faces, y'all. One of those one of those shark humping faces. People say that about me. <laughs> so for a walk in the door and they're like, man, you look like a guy who's got a boner for cartilaginous fish. Mm. Who hasn't thought that? But yeah, that's, that's the only real news this week. That's where we're at in the offseason, by the way. That... And uh, that and the other reason that can't be Jim McElwain, that guy's got too much junk in the trunk. Like, way too much. He's got a big, old, robust man booty back there. This like, episode, notably not sponsored by Belk. Not fuck Belk. Yeah, and man, you couldn't fit that ass in a Belk. Those, that, that's like a Bonobos project on the outer side of Bonobos range moving in. <laughs> the outer Bonobos rim in the constellation of man-ass. Yeah, that's exactly where like Voyager Voyager hasn't quite passed the edge of that ass, but it's it's working on its way, right? Like into deep space, deep ass space. That and the only other thing going on is Ross Dellinger of the Advocate and Baton Rouge, beautiful Louisiana sportsman's paradise, tweeted out that in uh, Ed Orgeron's press conference, Ed Orgeron said 
that he told Tyler Shelvin's grandma to start feeding him gumbo without rice as a diet. Now explain who Tyler is. Tyler Shelvin. Uh, He's a big boy. He's quite large. Tyler Shelvin is, uh, he's down to, this is, by the way, I quote, he is down to 325. Gracious. Yeah. And you say, oh, well, man, you know, I mean, offensive linemen do sometimes come that big. Shelvin's a defensive lineman. (laughs) He's a tackle. And he's 18. (laughs) He's 18 years old. And he was 383. And his grandma started feeding him gumbo with no rice. And all of a sudden, he's down to a svelte. 325, which I'm not even half joking. I bet at 325, he's like looking kind of cut because he's gigantic. Wait, what are those cuts revealing? Probably another layer of fat he's going to have to get rid of. He's probably marbled, right? Like he's so yeah. he's so big, he's just got like layers. He's like a planet, right? Like I got. I some... was thinking he's like a turducken. <laughs> the ultimate LSU player. I am literally built like a turducken. There's actually a running back somewhere deep inside of me. You just have to keep taking rice out of my diet. And oh, you know, yeah, turducken Shelvin. Yeah, out of, out of Metairie. He's great. <laughs> that's, a, that's his cousin. And uh, he runs a 4-3. So expect him at LSU uh, definitely at any position but quarterback. They usually... I was going to say, can he play quarterback? No, no one can play quarterback in Louisiana. It's the neatest trick. But Shelvin also... This is the, my favorite quote, which was apparently Shelvin called Odron and said, Coach, you're killing me. I need more rice. <laughs> and imagine the cold heart that Ed Odron must have and the laser-like focus that he must have for his defensive lineman to look a young man who's 18. To turn down rice to one of his special boys. <laughs> We're not even like, man, I got to stop eating wings. Because that was the big thing with, you know, that's the big thing usually with linemen. They can't give up like either wings or they can't give up fried food of some sort. Which, same, to be honest. It's fine. But with him, it's just rice. That's how large a machine we're talking about when you deal with Shelvin. He's 383. So yeah, that's really the only thing going on. Notice, we're just kind of like warming up here because it's not really what this episode is about. It's not what we're passionate about. Holly, I would like you to start by reminding us uh, of the inspiration for tonight's topic. The Which is? Well, it's your dad. Your dad. <laughs> your dad. Bill. Who, hey, Bill. Yeah, hey, Bill. He's not listening to this podcast. No, no, no. Does Bill listen? He does not... Does Bill podcast? Yeah, Bill does not know. Bill does not know what podcasts are uh, in the in the chronology of, of technology. Bill is up to DVR. Uh, he can work an Apple TV. He can work Netflix. This is important because this is how my what year is it? What year is it right now? This is how my sixty seven year old father came to become perhaps the world's oldest super fan of the CW television program Supernatural, mm-hmm. which I myself have never seen, but from what I can tell from the commercials, it is basically Law and Order with demons. And that's, I would that's, my, that's my fine. who has never had a podcast should have a podcast that's just him explaining the entire run of the CW television program Supernatural to me. 
beginning to end. Because now it's a thing. Every time I call him, like, have you watched Supernatural yet? No, Daddy. No, I have not. Well, they just, these boys flying up to the ceiling. And he's he's really, really into this, like, young beefcake demon detective show. Yeah. And he was also the author of Maybe My... That's not even the point of this. You're gonna tell the you're gonna tell the power washer story, aren't you? I, I I want us to both sort of I think it takes two hands on this it takes two hands to usher this precious gift to the listener if they've never heard it. <laughs> oh Bill. What yeah. a treasure. So this was uh, two years ago? Yeah, something like that. Okay. For Christmas, correct? Yes. Bill received the kind of gift that only a dad can receive. With. That only a retiree can fully appreciate. A retiree mm-hmm. with a trailer hitch can fully appreciate. Bill got the gift and eventually what would be the curse of a power washer. I don't think he'd call it a curse. Well, neither would I because it gave us the story. So <laughs> what is what is like a 65-year-old man want more in the world? To completely cut himself off, right? Live Correct. Live isolated. <laughs> Just not be bothered by fools or foolishness. My dad may be the only true libertarian on the planet. Don't at me. Don't email me. My dad is the only real libertarian. Not you, Michigan man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he truly just wants to be left alone with his guns and wants you to be left alone with your guns, America. He does not care uh, where you go, what you do. Uh, who you share a bed with, how you pay your taxes, whatnot. He wants to be left alone. And on his maiden voyage with the power washer, he celebrated this. Uh, He claims this was intentional because he wanted to see if he could do it. I do not know if I believe this. I think that he just didn't understand, quite grasp the, the power that he was wielding. But on his first ever outing with the power washer, my dad completely severed the cable line going into our house. Power washing the bricks on the side of the garage. An amazing, amazing achievement. And finally getting him the wish that he had dreamed of for so long. He'd cut Nobody's the- calling him. The phone's not ringing. It's great. Internet's off. Just cut the house off completely. Yeah. Yeah. Ms. Nancy, less thrilled. <laughs> well, you know what? Sometimes policy change, it's hard at first. But yeah. eventually, you know, people come around to the wisdom. They will. Yeah. They will. That... Now, the great thing about not renting a power washer, about owning it yourself, is that once you have power washed everything that could conceivably be power washed, including my favorite phase was the phase where he would try to patio he would try their patio furniture, try to like power wash mildew off their patio furniture, you know, in the summer after we've had a few storms and just, you know, send chairs flying against the back fence. Because he could. Yeah. But once he exhausted that, he took the show on the road, you know, now he has a little rig that he can pull behind his truck that has the power washer in it. And he just goes and power washes other people's houses. Uh, I, I think, that there are people that know this is what he's doing. Uh, uh, I, I believe it. it. It's like, you know, well, because, well, well, people at the church, yeah, people at the church who don't have their own power washers. That's Jesus's very definition of the less fortunate. Uh, so in other words, we're pretty much at peak dad. 
Like this is yeah. this is some extreme dadness. He's lapping the field. So we asked listeners for their oh, own. Oh wait, we didn't we didn't bring this up to today. And and today. Oh, so that happened two years up- ago. Reader update. <laughs> Um, I, I'm waiting for more stories of this nature to crop up because my, my dad being a retired man and a, a gentleman of leisure, uh, does not cut his own grass. That was our job. Uh, and then when we left the house, uh, when my brother and I left his, his care, he, you know, he hired a neighbor boy and the neighbor boy goes to college and he hires another neighbor boy. And I guess this latest neighbor boy was just like a bit of a shit bird because, my dad called me today to tell me that he has fired the neighbor boy and taken over the care himself of the lawn. How long will this last? I would give it till July when it gets real muggy. <laughs> and he starts having like sweet dreams of watching Supernatural in the air conditioning. Well, because also he's he has not gone so far as just going out and buying a riding mower. Like he went and got a push mower. <laughs> and I'm like, and I I need to remind him. I did not remind him, but I will remind him when he realizes how much he hates this. That character building is not something you do yourself. You don't do something yourself because it's character building. Character building is something you make other people do. That and, well, you know, and there's a demonstrated track record, right? My, Correct. Well, the first thing I can remember my dad doing in lawn care is this. I remember being five years old, and we lived just outside Snellville, Georgia. And I remember my dad in a very short pair of shorts, like short even by my standards, because it was, you Why know, are you like, teasing me? In 1981, my dad in a yellow shirt and some blue shorts there they were tight holly I just want to really let that play on the imagination you laid that you laid this out for me and i just stepped through the door no we're diving all the way into this man he was like robert urich in vegas just straddling that ladder climbing <sighs> to the eaves where a wasp nest was and i remember distinctly my mom gently suggesting this might be a bad idea and that he was in fact far too close to the wasp nest before he began spraying. And then I remember, Oh dear. Yes. And then I remember laughing hysterically and learning the real emotion of remorse for the first time in my life, watching him fly across the front of the lawn, being pursued by what I remember as a distinct, like, you know, in cartoons, when wasps or hornets pursue somebody, it's a cloud of dots. Yeah. With, yeah. It was that. Like, Ooh, I've never seen that in real life. Yeah. No, no, no. Like they, they all got the jump at the same time. They all got a real good jump at the line of scrimmage on him, just right across the front lawn. And I remember laughing hysterically. I don't think I laughed at anything harder until I uh, watched somebody play really bad golf when I was nine. That was the only thing that like topped it until I was nine was my dad being chased by a horde of hornets and running, screaming, making noises, which were distinctly unmasculine in that Homer Simpson way. Like definitely that. So we asked you, the readership, in lieu of actual college football notes, to discuss actual lawn care disasters. Because there is nothing funnier to me than the lawn care disaster. We have a couple of categories of them. The first is the simple. One step, I would like to. I I would like to first uh, give a special shout out to James Ashbrook, to Intrepid Reader, who uh, wrote back, Notre Dame, NC State. 
on his list of lawn care disasters. Which, to be fair, I thought... He's the- not wrong. No, no, no. But to be fair, they were playing in a marsh, that game. Correct. And I thought it was a very well-maintained marsh. Like, it was good. Um, you know, there's good read flow. It was the only game I've seen where there might be bass, brook trout, sort of mm-hmm. wiggling their way through the grass. Please make the brook trout noise again. I enjoy that. Yeah. That, uh, of course, NC State fans would be the ones fishing. Notre Dame fans would be like, I only fly fish. No, you don't, bitch. Shut up. So, I just, yes, I just had an imaginary conversation with a Notre Dame guy who claimed he fly fished. Okay. That's where we're at this this point in the offseason. Uh, I'd like to also shout out Joe Duder on Twitter, who said he tried to cut script Ohio into his grandma's lawn. And I bet this, I mean, I bet this happens on every street in that state. And as you point out this morning, it's, it's like taking the total number of points they scored against Clemson and bookending it around the word high. Yeah, because Clemson scored 31 points in that game and Ohio State scored zero. Correct. They, they, they scored zero. A Florida Gators worthy effort against quality competition right there. Well done. Yes. But there's the simple category, which is basically the one-act play, right? For instance, just a cursory search of the news, there's a shocking amount of lawnmower fire, right? If you search That's lawnmower... a great... That's the second best Google search behind only funny bird attacks. <laughs> Single-engine aircraft mishaps. That's like third. But second is nor- is lawnmower fire, because there are a lot of them, and they usually involve fatalities. Uh, this one explicitly doesn't involve fatalities or directly, but I don't know. April 24th, 2017's are date. Uh, North Collier Fire reveals lawnmower as cause of 7,000-acre blaze. Yeah, I've never really thought of lawnmowers as incendiary agents. We We had a couple... We had a couple of them in the in the reader replies today. Uh, we had Ian McCafferty say he, uh, oh, this wasn't actually incendiary. He said he hit a sprinkler while mowing, and it was like a grenade going off. That sounds funny. Uh, we also had D. Mays say that he absentmindedly hit a tree head on, which I want to hear more about this, uh, and started a lawnmower fire. But I generally don't think of lawnmowers as being agents of fire. Like when I think lawn care disasters, I go straight to wildlife. Right. One would assume that. Apparently, there's a big deal with lawnmower and fire. Not all of them. I was hoping to get, like, a really funny story. Uh, listener, they are not funny. Like, lawnmower, apparently lawnmower fires uh, cause nothing but mayhem, destruction, and sorrow all across the United States on, like a, like, a daily basis, based on just a week of search results. Now, admittedly, some of them just only hilariously burned 7,000 acres. It's a bad fire when they talk about the fire moving, right? Mm-hmm. Like a house fire. Oh, that's bad. And then there's, well, the fire's moving west at about 20 miles an hour. Okay, that's that's a different category. Yeah, we did have a couple of readers suggest that they tried to give up mowing their lawns by doing controlled burns on their own property. Which, that sounds like a lot more work than mowing, for one thing. <laughs> Second, which is the more exact tool? Burning. Correct. Or anything else. 
Of course, as as reader Jesse Pound points out, proper lawn care is just having a big dumb dog that blazes a dirt path from the porch to the fence gate. Uh, wait, I would actually say that proper lawn care is goats. Don't your neighbors have goats right now, Spencer? Oh, they did for a minute. You can actually rent goats or sheep, and they will come in and to ask, like fuck up your kudzu. They'll they'll only eat like invasive or bad stuff allegedly. I don't. I didn't see that. They just ate everything. By the way, it's all grown back. So, oh, cool. Good news. We get to see the goats again. The, ne- the, the only entertaining thing for, for me was, one, uh, I got to take the kids into the backyard, look over the fence, and see, like, goats. And, you know, that's, like, free entertainment right there. Just pull up a hammock and watch the goats for, like, an hour. Two, the herd comes with its own shepherd, its own dog that sits sure. there. Sure. Yeah, which I think is interesting because I do understand that they herd them if they get loose, and that's cool. But I also like that, you know, he's like, yeah, they're with me. Do you need to talk to him? Yeah, let me check with him. That he's like their rep or agent, right? If you need it, you can go over to the Great Pyrenees under the live oak and go, hey, buddy, we need to talk about goats. And he's like, come to the right dog. I also enjoy Andy Ferris at UW Ferris for the single car accident. (laughs) That is this. Rented a house, never did yard work. Good man. If you're renting, you should never do never do yard work if you're renting. Fuck the man. Landlord said I'd lose deposit if I didn't fix it. Used so much weed killer, nothing has grown in four years. Man, you're like... Is he drinking... Does he have well water? Like, I want to know about his water table. I, I want to know, like, this is awesome. This is like, you made this law in your personal Carthage. You just salted the earth. This is amazing. Nothing has grown in four years. Just tell them you're xeriscaping. It's better anyway, right? Yeah, yeah, they give tax credits for that here in L.A., though probably not for the poison. I mean, the Pacific Northwest will be a harder sell. You're like, we get more rain than anyone in the nation. Yeah, but have you really thought about xeriscaping, bro? Have you thought about it? Have you ever wanted a bocce court? I just made you one big one. The whole thing. It's amazing. Uh, so, shouts out to you for, one, not doing lawn work on a rented house. And two, uh, for really, really thoroughly despoiling a spot on the earth. Very few people do that very well. It's basically like you and Hugh Freeze. That's it. But we do have other ones, which I think are the more preferable category of... Yeah, there's there's a couple that I'm grouping here together that I, I'm thinking of as the and one category of lawn mm-hmm. disasters. Like, it's the... You know, it's the da 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 and then the ha at the end. Like, the, the little swipe at the end, the backswing, uh, yeah. is, is what I'm really most interested in here. Uh, I, I'd like to start with Adam Henderson, uh, who said he volunteered in Pass Christian, Mississippi, uh, after Katrina. And he was mowing a lawn for some folks that had been neglected with a push mower. And he ran over an underground wasp nest, which literally everyone who's ever had to mow a lawn has done this. It happens. But the killer here is, after this happens, the elderly owner said, well, why would you do that? We never mow there for a reason. <laughs> there's, there's a related, I would like to insert at this point, a related story from Josh Brundage, who mowed a yellow jacket nest while in high school, go Jackets, Mm-hmm. Ran away screaming and getting stung, and then his dad made him go back and turn the mower off. 
Oh, that's that's quality dad work right there. I'm maimed. Well, first you have to turn the mower off. Because <laughs> that'll teach you a lesson that authority is insane. You have another one? Yeah, I don't know if that would qualify as the and one disaster. It's just like kind of like a bump bump. Like there's no syncopation to that one. Like, I would go for something more like Justin Strawns, who said, bit by a snake while pushing my riding lawnmower out of some mud. And the riding lawnmower was in the mud because he drove it into when he swerved to avoid a golf ball in order to not break a window. <laughs> this sounds like how I went to Mexico a couple weeks ago while trying to avoid a legal U-turn. <laughs> I have been in this situation, and my heart goes out to you, Justin. Uh, I enjoy. Uh, I enjoy. Omar United has a good one. You mind if I share this one? It's a delight. Oh please! Oh, yeah. I was about to read this exact one. <laughs> yeah, at Omar United, ran over a frog with the mower. Always very disturbing when you hit wildlife with the mower, right? And what's the and one? Mm, the and one is it shot out at my neighbor's daughter posing for prom pictures, <laughs> <laughs> which means that potentially somewhere there is a mid-frame shot right like an in media race shot of yeah. them like ah! like madman style covered in like frog guts mm. yeah all right i'm going to i'm going to drop a, tr- a trio of these on you because i feel like they i feel like they deserve to be uh this is kind of like the the two truths and a oh dear uh, there's there's two close calls and then there's one there, there, there's one that that's a little a little closer than a close call uh we have nick herwig who says, my brother ran a riding lawnmower into the basketball hoop at enough speed to launch himself off it, landed in front, and nearly got run over. Ooh. This is hilarious, because you fall off the mower, but the mower, but then the mower is coming for you. Like, it, it's the second beat that really, like, crystallizes this into art, right? Uh, we got Adam Condra, who says, once uncovered a nest of copperheads raking leaves, Dad tried to kill them with shovel, kept missing and flinging them into the air on the upside. <laughs> so basically, Dad is like magically digging up copperheads. Yay! But the the winner in this particular category, in a very similar uh, situation, we have to go to noted Cajun David Roy, friend of the program. Who I, I'm sorry, I'm going to read this one. I know you wanted it. Got a water moccasin caught in my weed eater. Yelled, screamed, screamed, sort of threw, sort of threw weed eater up in the air. I have a lot of questions about this, David. <laughs> Snake hit me on the way down. The noise. That's what I want to hear here. Is the like, because ah! <laughs> the, the noise you made, I guarantee that it was as sincere as you'll ever be about anything. And also, it's also the noise you never want to hear anyone make, ever. Uh, did did we cover? We did cover Ash Desert, Federico Trellini's accident. Uh, I don't believe so. Oh, oh, then I have a gift for you, Federico Trellini at Ash Desert. Res- neighbor put sticks, then leaves, then gasoline in a trash can, and threw in a match. Resulting explosion, rain, flaming leaves all over the block, and lit a few yards <laughs> on fire. Man. That's so good. You basically like had like a little amateur space program going there. That's that's how you know you did it right. If it's indistinguishable, I mean, that's how wildfire. That's how wildfire spread. If it's indistinguishable from a shitty space program, you've done lawn care really, really well. Quote me on that for the rest of my life. Put it on my headstone. 
Elon Musk is jealous of this. He is. He is. He is jealous of this impact. Although I did, I tell you, I've decided to support Elon Musk's career. Uh, why? I'm sure he. I'm sure he's grateful for this. I've decided to support this. We've we've had this conversation. I. Oh, is this the one where we talk I, about well, putting I realize rich that people on a space? very base level, yeah, all he wants is to shoot America's silliest rich people into space, and I feel like we should support him in this. <laughs> Not an and one. Uh, the Prosky attempting to replace a broken sprinkler head only to discover gigantic sinkhole underneath said head sawed <laughs> held together with tree roots. <laughs> Wait, like there's no, I need this. I need the second chapter to a lot of these stories. Please send us your follow-ups to Man, these lawn care disasters. This is like death in Yosemite, but like death in your lawn, right? This is like that series of books because there, this is genuinely haunting. Like, if any of this happened to you, you'd be shook for, like, weeks. Period. I'm looking for another very specific one, which was... Uh, I, I want to know... I want to go back to absentmindedly hit a tree head-on and started a lawnmower fire. Yeah, absentmindedly hitting a tree head-on. Where was your face? How drunk were you? I mean, be honest. I got There know. is that. We did, didn't we discuss a few weeks ago the optimal number of beers to mow... With and it decided it was like three an hour. I think it's three an hour, or I yeah. Think, that was that was David Fulton's question. Yeah, which was three an hour. This is clearly mm -hmm. a four or five an hour because if you're absentmindedly hitting a tree, right? Then uh, and starting a fire, there's a couple of other elements involved. Like the tree is really a can of gas that you left in the lawn, and you absentmindedly hit it because you were drunk. That's entirely Yeah, possible. in a way, it's it's also almost more interesting if he wasn't drunk and he really did just not notice. Like, that's almost more interesting to me. <laughs> if he was just sober? Yeah. Just cruising into it? Um, like, I would... this would happen to you. Completely. Oh, my God. This is so good. This is such old people revenge. Mm -hmm. Kathy Clark, at Clark 95 Volunteer event. We clean elderly woman's yard. She watched me silently as I weeded her entire fence of poison oak. Sick rest of semester. Jesus! <laughs> so old woman's like, oh, young people, eat shit. Clean that poison oak up. I'm gonna ruin your life. <laughs> now you feel ugly and sick like me. Like me! Totally gonna the, be that kind of old you're person. You're awful gendered today, buddy. You know what? <laughs> Like, like, I won't be an ugly, sick old man. Come on. Thank you. Yes. Um, or this. I like, this is another one I need further clarification on. Alan Willis, at A Willis 31 My dad once literally turned our backyard to a landfill. Wait, define literally and define landfill. I sort of like to think that this was the second job or investment opportunity that he thought of. He's like, it's like Uber, but for garbage. Well, wait, you know that this is this plays a prominent role in that fish dick story I wrote back when. Absolutely, right? Cuz that 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 lot exists in the first place because they there was an Albertsons that had burned down near to them in Lakeland and they undercut the family I guess undercut the bid that the Albertsons owners had gotten from the city or whatever to haul the burned down wreckage of the store away. And so they just they hauled this shit away in trucks and buried it all on their own land. And now they can't build there 
because, you know, there's Freon in the ground. And this led to my favorite quote in the story, which is one of Janie's uncles saying that, you know, this was back in the 70s when nobody cared how much mayonnaise was in the water table. <laughs> which, yeah, that's actually true. Mayonnaise was not a controlled EPA standard then. Yeah. But they can't sink, they keep sinking pilings in, like for buildings. And then, you know, one of those will hit a freezer case and just collapse. Yeah, and then fall into the Florida aquifer some 5,000 yes. feet below yes. the surface of the Earth. From limestone cave to limestone cave to limestone cave to the Earth's molten core. I also, I do think there is like a dad opportunity here, right? Where he was like, we'll just put people's garbage in our backyard for money. That's an extra $50 a week. That's great. It pays our cable bill plus some. How about it? So I need further information on this one. Bobson Dugnut at Binkley Go Blue 1. It's a haunting one. That's a great combination. My dad's riding mower hit a rock in the yard. Rock flew across yard. Was 66% successful at severing my mom's thumb. Hey, shit. Yeah. You know that God, how do you even how do you even play the aftermath of this cuz it's like you can't can't you hear the backpedaling already well I'm sorry honey but you know you did tell me to mow the yard and then she just reaches out and grabs his throat with four and a half fingers That's totally where the dude's going with it too right Yeah like actually this worked out for the best because <laughs> choking That and uh thought i was ordering 15 cubic feet of mulch actually ordered 15 cubic yards that's fine you never have as much mul- you never have as much mulch as you need i have never over purchased mulch you'll use it for something yeah if exactly not- if not well man we got to start it for an instant compost look look just get this going it's fine you're fine that's not a disaster we'll keep up the maiming we'll keep up the maiming theme um which is from Matthew Monte at Matthew Monte. No, no details. Just we cut straight to the facts here. Gas hedge clippers. Although three fingers on one hand being the same length comes in handy. <laughs> when? <laughs> when? Let's go to an emotional maiming here from Rob Hathaway. Ran over a magnolia tree sapling with an old snapper riding mower. Bad. While dad was watching. Huh. Worse. Yeah, worse. I did actually refuse to come in the house once as a kid because I thought my dad was going to kill me because I had done lawn work poorly. I wasn't a very rational child. Yeah, what was your plan? Uh, My plan was to live outside. Okay. For the rest of my life. How'd that go? Um, It went pretty well, you know? I, um... It got me to Florida, so uh, uh, yeah, uh-huh. let's revise that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and uh, but yeah, I I stayed outside for about an hour, which as a kid, like if you stay outside for an hour, it's like wow, he's been out there for nine days. That's a great plan. My God, um, I also want to know what this is. Uh, decapitated a golf cart off on a hidden grapevine. <laughs> Which, huh. which led me to sodding the owner's three acres as payment. Oh, wait, what kind how? I want to know what kind of this, an exchange. This is not an equitable deal, sir. I, I'm, I'm saying, like, if I take the top of your golf cart off, that's like max an acre, right? 
max. I'm, I mean, three acres, you, sir, two, that's two acres of guilt and one acre of compensation. All right? And in a capitalist economy, there is no morality under consumption. It should have just been an acre. I'm just telling you, you got hosed. All right? Do we want to do Jacket Dan? Do we want to do Kirkwood's best here? Eh. We can pass. Sorry, Jack Dan. I mean, it's a fire. It's really good. It's fine. It's totally fine. Um, oh, here. Here's a good one from at T-C-O-A-N. I don't know who that is. My lady. My husband got a sled. Yeah, I actually have been meaning to ask, how does everyone feel about the dirt track that you're building in your backyard where it's hard to make grass grow anyway? It heals just fine. It really, I mean, there's... Wait, what? No, it doesn't. There's kind of a trench back there. There's like a, okay. I'm not going to legislate this for you. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll let. Do you want to just hand the phone to her? No, I'm just... And we can talk about your lawn care? No, I'm, I don't do any lawn care. We we hmm. we subcontract that. Oh, you use my guy, don't you? Yes, that is correct. And uh, yeah, there's a trench from me pushing a not a blocking sled. It's just a sled back there. It's a blocking sled. It's loaded with weights. It's more of a training. It's the sled. exact same thing as a block. It's the exact same thing as a blocking sled. It just doesn't have a dummy on it, and let, until you load your children onto it. I well, no, until I put someone behind it. Let's let's be fair. Uh, okay. Yeah, but two. But yeah, I only do it two days a week. But yeah, there's a tre- there's a trench back in the backyard. It's a little trench. Yeah. It's a wee trench. It's scarcely Verdun worthy back there. But yeah, I your your backyard is not the most picturesque place anyway. I'm not sure that this is like a strong objection. It's very well used. Let's put yes. it that way. It is a loved. It is a loved backyard, adored by children and feared by adults when they see it. As Ryan as Ryan said, it looks like the yard of an abandoned russian middle school oh it does yeah you know like those photos of chernobyl and they're like and then they left pripyat and this is exactly what it looked like i like your backyard because it's you've got this kind of like this trompe l'oeil thing going on where it's you it looks like forced perspective but you actually have this lot that narrows at the back and also the further back the kind of like wilder and woodier it gets like narnia's back there it is. It's like redneck. It's like redneck Narnia, basically. It is. Uh, but yeah, I. It's not been really good for the quality of the yard. But nothing grows back there anyway. It's shade. You just get like some clover, right? <laughs> That's all. On the bright side, we've managed to go forty-two straight minutes talking about lawn care. This is the long off season. I don't know if you think we're doing that well. It's the longest, but you know what? Like we really have. It's a sport played on grass. We don't pay enough attention to our deer grounds crews i really do want to embed with one of them oh just... god you're gonna get so many people adding you now talking about their turf management man i want to spend like a week with the turf management people just chilling and yeah just, like because all they do on instagram and on twitter or just post pictures of like 6 a.m like here we go y'all <laughs> it's just it's like a riding it's just a it's just like a riding mower on like beautiful green grass and no one's around like there's one there's one guy, I think it's Florida's grounds crew, actually. There's one guy who always has, like, a coffee. And it seems so sedate and peaceful. He's like, man, 6.30 a.m., just me alone on the field. So it's just... <laughs> this sounds like a very soothing set of Instagram follows. 
I, it is like I, I, there are two kinds of people I highly recommend following on Instagram. One, you should follow professional wrestlers. Nobody Instagrams <laughs> better than professional wrestlers or ex-professional wrestlers. The Rock pretty much has the greatest Instagram account ever. The Rock currently in Atlanta. I'm not stalking him. But you should also follow turf management people. Because if your day is a little stressful, just pop open that Oki State turf management team. They got you. My Instagram uh, midday soothers are every national park I follow on Instagram and also every professional roller skating crew I can find. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I did find a sports media uh, I did find a new sports media person who does nothing but like pictures of women's asses. Another to... one besides the Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, besides that one. Mhm. Yeah. I'll 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 share it with you. Actually, my favorite my current is this another person who claims to be a uh, a digital native who doesn't know that other people can see your likes on Instagram? No, no, no. This is better. This is better. This is this is definitely not a digital native, okay? Hmm. When I when I just tell you who it is, I'm going to tell you who it is, and I'll send you the the evidence, which is really good. But I'm going to tell you who it is live on air because remember, oh you know, no, people can. I knew about him. Oh yeah, no, it's 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 never stopped. No, we 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 knew about this because his uh, his overlords have had to have very awkward conversations with him that apparently have not sunk in. No, he's been doing that for years. No, still rolling, man. <laughs> oh, that's so. Well, I'm I'm glad that he's I'm glad that he's sticking with his brand because I know that I know that mutual friends of ours who are colleagues of his have attempted to take him aside and explain that when he smashes that heart on like yogamommies.biz, it's visible to all. But I'm I'm glad to see that that hadn't sunk in. I'm glad that he's sticking with it. That's good. Good yeah. for him. When you love something, man, you just got to keep at it. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, kids. Everyone can see your likes. Behave accordingly. Mm. And that's why. And that's why. I only like photos of food, people doing exotic travel, and bondage gear. <laughs>